Welcome to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. We hope this podcast encourages you, challenges you, and furthers your relationship with God in a whole new way. Enjoy this week's message. How many ready for the word this morning? Thank you. Yes, yes. Let's keep that uh, that energy going. Amen. God is is definitely moving. We are excited that you are here this morning, and um, God is moving in your life. We are excited about that. Um, so. Uh, just want you to know that our life groups are coming coming back soon. Yeah. It will be in uh, sep- September, the week of the 18th, the week of the 18th. So we will have a little celebration uh, before then. Uh, we have a little cook-off, have a little luncheon after after church. No, it's not a potluck. We don't do pot- we don't do potlucks in this church. Amen. It's a, it'd be a luncheon or something like that. Amen. So get ready for that. So life groups are, are awesome. It's, it's a good way for you to connect with uh, people you see on Sundays but don't really know them. It's a good way to, for us to kind of connect you uh, to, the, to the word. Amen. Uh, we, we love the fellowship in this church. How many believe or know that Sundays is not enough? And so we, we want, so we develop these life groups so that way we can continue to, to grow with one another, do life with one another, amen. Uh, life groups, sometimes they do some outreaches, but that's important, right? We need to do things outside of the four walls of the church, amen. Sundays are not enough. We need more of you <laughs> throughout the week. All right, so stay tuned for that. We we're probably have three or four life groups uh, we have a young adult life group coming up, amen, so that's exciting. So for those younger folks like myself, you can attend. See, right, I don't want to understand why people are laughing about that, but I mean, really. I mean, so stay tuned for that, so that should be exciting as, as well, amen? All right, so I can, if I could just have you stand one more time. Um, Pastor, Pastor David said that we would be together for like 20 or 30 minutes. I'm like, well, I preach for about 40 minutes, so we, we're going to have you here a little bit longer. <laughs> Amen. So I'm going to be reading out of Psalm 126. When you have it, say I have it. If you don't, then you got to catch up. All right. So starting in verse 1, Psalms 126, it says, When the Lord brought back the captive ones of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with joyful shouting. Then 
they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. We are glad. Restore our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. Those who sow in tears shall reap with joyful shouting. Mm. We could probably just go home after that verse, right? He who goes to and fro weeping, carrying his bag of seed, shall indeed come again with a shout of joy, bringing his sheaves with him. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to continue with our comeback season series. I'm going to talk to you today about watering your seed. Let's pray. Father, we lift you up. We give you a joyful shout today because you are God. You are our deliverer. You are our king. And reign over our lives, Lord God. We're here today to celebrate you. What a great honor it is to be in your presence. Getting your edge back. Because sometimes we have, as he said last week, um, sometimes we have all these goals at the beginning of the season, right? We're good goal planners at the beginning of of the year, right? We have all these things that we want to do. And then midway through the year, we leave them. We forget about them. Amen. So we need to come back to those things. Maybe the Lord spoke to you. You had some clarity at the beginning of of the season because you fasted, right? And then you heard from the Lord. The Lord spoke to you about something, gave you a dream, sowed a seed into your life, and then you forgot about them. So it's the comeback season. Some of you have been down and out, been having a rough season thus far. Amen? But God say you, you are about to come back. Yeah. You're on a comeback. This is your comeback season. Amen? Amen. So I have anyone going with me this morning. It's your comeback season. It's your comeback season. You will not repeat what happened last season. Greater is coming. No, greater is coming in your life. It's your comeback season. And so I'm here to talk about today for us to water seeds that God has planted in us. Even seeds that you've planted. Amen. We have to we have to water those seeds. Do you know God is the best farmer ever? I mean, he's, he's with this whole agricultural thing, right? Because whatever God plants, it always comes up better than it went down. He's the best planter, amen? So, whatever, so whenever God plants something, he speaks to it in seed form. And it produces growth. So when God gives us a seed, right, 
he, he, he wants us to grow that seed. Because whenever he speaks to something, it, it grows. But sometimes that growth takes time. Right? So we've planted seeds in our, in our life, but we, when we plant the seeds, you actually don't see the seed after you plant it. Because it's deep down in the dirt. That's why we need to water it in order for it to come up. But sometimes we, we don't know what's, what's going on in our lives Amen. What God is God is doing because he plants us so deep. (laughs) Right. But it's but it's for us to produce growth in our lives. I'm here to tell someone today it is not over. You're just going deeper. It ain't over. You're just going deeper. God has planted you for this season really deep. So that way you can have those roots that you need to stay connected to him. See, sometimes we don't see what the Lord is doing. Whenever something is planted, we, we, can't, we can't see it. We don't know what's going on. God will speak a word over our life, right? And, it, and it's in seed form, but it takes time for that seed to grow. Am I preaching a little bit? Right? So it takes time for that seed to grow. It's a process. A process is a series of action or steps taken to achieve a particular end. Right? So it's a process. Somebody say, it's a process. Right? So there are steps to this thing. Right? The steps of a good person, a good man, are ordered by the Lord. See, some of us want the finished product, but not steps. Right? So some of us, like, want what the Bible says we have, but don't want the steps to follow what the Bible says we have. (laughs) Right? There are steps. There are steps that we, we can follow. If you read through Genesis all the way to Revelation, God talks about order. God talks about order. Amen? So God is about order. He wants to have order in our lives. Amen? He wants us to follow what the word of God says. He doesn't want us to get out of step. Amen? Is anybody going with me this morning? So there are steps for us to follow. Amen? So sometimes, so there are steps. So when you plant seeds, right, right, the first step is to cultivate. Right? And then you have to weed. Weeding is important. Right? Because if you don't weed, right, that weed will steal your seed. It, it will choke your seed. I think that says, says something about that in the Bible, Right? Right, it will choke your seed. So sometimes, right, you you feel like you're in a season where God's taking things away more than what He's giving you. It could be things, and it could be people. That's important because because those people may smother or steal your seed, prevent you from growing. 
So if, you, if your relationships aren't the same any longer, that's God. It's okay. Because those people, if those people remain in your life, they will steal your seed. Come on, praise God. Praise God. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> That's all right. Because whatever God takes away, he always will uh, bring something better into your life. So he will bring the needed people to help you go where you need to go. The weeding process is important. The weeding process is important. If you have things being taken away from you right now, that's God. Let him have his way. Just say, God, have your way. We, sometimes weeding process is painful. It's painful, right? Things, you, things you're, you're comfortable with, God starts removing, right? Because God wants us, doesn't want us to move in comfort, right? He wants us to move in faith. Is faith comfortable? Faith is not comfortable. If your faith is comfortable, but then it's not faith. So God wants us to move in faith. So he will weed some things. He will weed out your comfort. How many people are here uncomfortable? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is moving in your life. God is moving in your life. Hallelujah. So to be planted is to be fixed in a place to receive harvest. Watering is the process that brings the harvest. It's the process that brings. So if you, so to a farmer, farming is a, a, a lifestyle. It's, it's like life to them, right? So they can't, they, it's everything to them. They can't take like two weeks off and, you know, or give two weeks notice and, and just drop everything, right? It's a way of, of, of living, right? And so it's everything to them. They are invested in farming, right? They have a relationship with the land there. If they don't plant, if they don't water, they will have no harvest, right? They will have no harvest. It's everything to them. So for farmers, right, it's important that they have deep, have a deep roots, right, big picture perspective and an unwavering commitment to the harvest. I'm going to repeat that because you probably didn't get it. It's important for a farmer to have deep roots uh, um, and a big picture perspective, right, and an unwavering commitment to the harvest. Do you know that's the type of relationship God wants us to have with him? A relationship that have deep roots, a big picture perspective, and an unwavering commitment to the harvest, to the harvest. Deep roots, a deep connection with him. So that way, right, we don't waver when, when we go through trials and tribulations in our lives. Right, we stay connected because we have those deep roots, that deep connection with God. We understand who God is, and we don't lose sight on the big picture. That's what happens. We set goals at the very beginning of, of, our, of the year, 
right? We're, we're good at doing that. Um, God gives us a word. God gives us a, a plan. God gives us a vision. And then we lose sight of the big picture halfway through the year. Let me ask you a question. Have you been watering what God has planted in you? Have you lost sight of the big picture? See, God wants us to have this unwavering commitment to the harvest, right? Even though we don't see it because it's planted really, really deep, right? We don't see what's going on underneath the dirt. But whatever God plants, it always comes up better than it went down. You have to believe that first. You have to believe that first. Whatever God gives you, whatever God spoke to you, right? He spoke it to you in seed form. It may not happen right away, but something's happening. It's, right? You may be in a cultivating process, right? You, you, you may be in the weeding process, but God is moving, right? It's going to come up better than it went down. Oh, man, if I had a, a church who get excited for the word of God, I don't know about you. That's exciting. Amen. That is exciting. So let's talk about some ways that we can water seeds. Let's talk about some ways that we water seeds. The first way we can water seeds through tears. How many have gone through something in your life and you're like, God, why am I going through this? It's just like God gives you this great plan, this wonderful vision. Then all of a sudden, it just seems like hell just broke loose, just like like it was once, it, when he gave it to you, it was exciting. And it felt like when you stepped into it, it's just like you, have, you experience all these attacks. Like, Lord, what is happening? Has anyone gone through something that just seems so painful, it's even hard for you to pray? Amen. All you can do is just cry. Do I have any weepers in the place? This morning, like you don't understand it. No one that you talk to can help you. All you can do is just cry. All you can do is just cry. But God, the, the God that we serve, even your tears he will use. Wow. He don't waste anything. He uses everything, every tear you shed, God will use. He will use it to water what he's planted inside of you. So our text in Psalms 126 proves that to us, right? It says in verse 4 or 5, it says, Those who sow in tears shall reap with joyful shouting. That means when you went down, 
it was tough. But when you came up, you came up shouting. You came up shouting. Those who sow in tears shall reap with a joyful shouting. He who goes in to and fro weeping, carrying his bag of seed, shall indeed come up again with a shout of joy. This means that we, we have to keep sowing. We have to keep watering because eventually we're going to come up shouting with a joyful shout. That means things will get better. Things won't stay this way. Things will get better. Amen. Tears is going to turn into joy. So because this text, we discover that planting of seeds accompanying by the spirit of brokenness will not only bring spiritual harvest, but will leave the sower with a spirit of rejoicing in the process. So maybe God is just breaking some things in the life. We just heard that. Amen. I love when the word of God just line up. Amen. As Terrell was just prophesying over, over, over the church. Amen. I was just like, hallelujah, Lord, you're confirming your word. Yes. Maybe God's just breaking certain things in our life. It's, cost, it's causing us to shed some tears. But he's like, amen, you wait until I'm done with you because you're going to rise up, right, with a shout of joy. Amen. So maybe God is breaking some generational curses over your life. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. You're in warfare right now. Warfare doesn't feel good. But you, God is saying that you have to keep praying. You have to keep, you have to keep sowing. You have to keep watering. Amen. Because you're going to come up better then you went down. How many feel like you came up better than you went down? For anybody here today that feels that way, I came up better. Look, Tina, I came up better than I went down. And and turn to your other neighbor because they may be down. So when you come up, you're going to come up better than you went down. Come on, talk to them. Talk to them with confidence. Talk to them. If you believe it, talk to them with confidence. Come on, two ways that your, your tears will water your seeds. And you have to have the spirit of fortitude. You got to keep going. Fortitude is courage and pain. That means you believe God even though you're in pain. You don't lose sight on the big picture. You're still praying him. You're still praying for him. You're still believing. Amen. You're not losing sight. It's like, Lord, I know this is a painful season for me, but I believe that the vision that you gave me will still come to pass. I don't know what's going on. I don't see the seed that's in the ground moving. I don't, I don't know, understand what's, what's happening. But all I know is, God, I need to have a deep root perspective. Amen. I need to have a big picture perspective and I'm not going to waver. I'm not going to waver on the harvest, my belief on the harvest. Amen. Amen. Come on. God wants us to have deep roots, deep roots connected to him, deep roots in the big picture perspective. Don't lose sight on the vision that God gave you. Don't lose sight what he's called you to do. Amen. He is still God. He is still moving when he plants Something, it will 
grow. It will grow. It's going to come up better than it went down. Amen? And so you might be going through a rough season right now, but you about to come up. You about to come up, and you're going to experience so much power in your life, so much breakthrough in your life, you're going to have to touch other people, right, because you're not going to be able to contain it. Amen? God is going to use you so powerfully. Amen? The light is going to shine in every dark place that you walk into. Heads are going to turn. Amen. People are going to get healed. Amen. People are going to be shouting. You don't know why they're shouting. People are going to be happy because you don't know why they're happy. Amen. Amen. Because the Lord is going to use you so powerfully. Amen. You may be down, but you're going to come up better. You're going to come up better. Does anyone here believe in that? I'm going to come up better because I got some deep roots. I'm not losing sight on the big picture. Amen. I know harvest is coming. Harvest is coming. You got to have that fortitude. Have that fortitude. Jesus didn't lose sight on the big picture. See, when they killed him, they thought he was dead. But he didn't. He wasn't dead. He came up better than he went down. See, he, would, he just went a little deeper so his roots can spread. Right? Because Jesus is a tree and we are his vine. So, Je- uh, Jeremiah 17.8 says this. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when the heat comes, Mm. but its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought. Will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. Is that powerful or what? That is powerful. Amen. See, the root system of a tree is created to seek out water. It sends out the roots by the stream. The word send out also means shoot forth, to stretch out, extend, and direct. Stretch out, extend, and direct. So even in our disappointments, our grief, or any sickness, amen, God will cause your root system to stretch, to extend, and go deeper in him. Wow. Woo, this side was a little exciting. I don't know if you, if you, if, if you got that on, on this side here, amen? So even in your grief, your sickness, your disappointments, God will cause your root system to stretch out, to extend, and go deeper in him. Deep roots. 
Come on, somebody said deep roots. Come on, big picture perspective. Come on, and the unwavering commitment to the harvest. Amen. So when you go through something, amen, God wants you to stretch. He's stretching out your roots, right? He's stretching out your roots so you go deeper in him. So another way that we sow in, um, with our tears is you remember the story of Joseph, right, when, you know, his, his brothers um, really mean to him. You know, his pro- uh, God promised Joseph this big leadership position, right? He was going to rule, you know, and he was going to rule over his brothers. That's a mistake that he, he made because you can't really tell everyone what God is doing in your life because they would choke up the seed. Because everybody ain't for you. So you got to be careful who you who you tell. I mean, because, you know, the enemy has an army. And he wants to um, take out your the plan that God has has for you. Amen. So you have to be careful who you tell what 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 God is doing in, in your life, because not everyone's going to be excited for you. And that and that's that's OK. So that was Joseph's first first mistake. He told his brothers and they didn't take kindly to it. I mean, they were like evil, man. They took their little brother and they threw him in a pit. Threw him in a pit. But he had one brother. Joseph had one brother named Judah. So after they threw him in a pit, Judah and his brothers were sitting down. So he, he, must, he was feeling really bad. He said, hey, we can't leave Joseph in the, in the, in the pit. We, we can't leave Joseph in the, in the pit. Let's, let's go get him out. And all, you know, and everything. And um, so Judah's name means praise. So praise got Joseph out of the pit. So when praise is a part of your root system, you never lose sight of the big picture. You'll praise your way out of something. Amen. Praise must be a part of your root system. Amen. Praise got Joseph out of the pit. Amen. We have any praisers in this place? Do we have any praisers in this place? You should be praising right now. Praise him even though that you're down. I'm praising him because I'm going to come back up better than I went down. Come on. I'm going to come back up better. We water seeds with opportunities. Opportunities. Let's go to Jeremiah 7, verses 1 1 through 4. I spoke this, uh, I referenced this scripture uh, on Thursday at our prayer meeting. Uh, It says here, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah from the land, saying, stand in the gates of the Lord house and proclaim there this word and say hear the word of the Lord all you of Judah who enter in uh, in these gates to worship the Lord thus says the Lord of hosts the God of Israel amend your ways 
in your doings, and I will cause you to dwell in this place. That means I will plant you in this place. Do not trust in these lying words saying, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord are these. And so opportunities here. So like I said, I, I, I referenced this in our prayer on Thursdays, we prayed at Teller, uh, Keller <laughs> Town Hall. Yeah. Um, it's a great time of prayer. Amen. God was just, just moving. And we believe our prayers will come to pass. We actually prayed for you. over your circumstances, we have to proclaim his word over it. Amen? Even over what, what God's given you, your vision, your, your dreams, whatever, we have to proclaim his word over it. Amen? So a lot of times, we don't take advantage of the access that God has given us. Even in your household, it's access. God's giving you access to proclaim his word over it. Amen? So we don't just have to take certain things, right? Excuse me. It's a negative spirit speaking or roaming over certain places right where you are. We, we don't have to just sit back and allow those things to happen. We proclaim the word of God over it. Amen? If your business is struggling, if you want your business to prosper, if it's, if it's an attack over your business, pro, uh, proclaim the word over it. Amen. If it's attack over your job. Amen. If it, you, you don't get along with certain co-workers or certain colleagues, right, that you have to just get on your nerves. We talk about that all the time, right? Proclaim the word over it, over this. Amen. Over the situation. Amen. So God's given us access, but we sometimes we don't take advantage of the access God's given us. So we miss some God's opportunities. And all along, Satan is stealing our seed. Never underestimate the power of your seed that God has planted in your life. See, 
Your potential is a seed. Your vision is your seed. Your children are seeds. The word of God is your seed. Your time is a seed. Your spouse is a seed. Amen. Don't allow Satan steal your seed. The only reason why the devil wants your seed is because that is where he reproduced, where his reproduction comes from. He has no power to reproduce by himself. Harvest, the greater the battle. So he needs to, he needs to, right, interview. Satan is always trying to interview you, trying to recruit you into his army. It's the only way that he can reproduce. He doesn't have the power to reproduce himself. He's got to convince you to come join him. Amen. I am here to tell you, church is changing. Some people are accepting his offer. Some people are accepting his offer. Because you know what? I tried this whole Christian thing for a little while. It ain't working. Too much church hurt. Amen. God doesn't want you, right, to have a relationship so much with the church. He wants you to have a relationship with him. If you have a relationship with him, it's like, okay, the church is a bonus. See, we are the church. We hear it all the time. We are the church. That means we take the church anywhere we go. Amen. But I believe if you talk to people nowadays, that they are accepting the enemy's offer. Because this whole Christian thing ain't working out. Church people will get on your nerves. But the church people are people, are human too, right? You know devils come to church too? Devil sends his army to church. And sometimes you meet them. Hopefully it's not the person you're sitting next to. I'm just saying, hopefully it's not the person you're sitting next to. You know, try to check them out. It's like, you know. Make sure you know who they are. Amen. Yeah, Pastor John grabbed his wife and said, no, that ain't her. That ain't the devil right there. That's it. I, this is my wife. I see. That's a good man right there. That's a good man. That's a good man right there. Yeah. She ain't the devil. And so, so all along, the enemies try to steal our seed. And a lot of times, we, we make the rejections of yesterday, the focal point of today. So rejection is the thing that really destroys us. If really we allow the enemy to steal our seed that God's planted in us. Amen? See, if you don't know your 
your own greatness, you won't bother attempting anything great. Right? Because we allow the uh, the rejections of our past to dictate every move we make thereafter. Amen? So, if we don't know ourselves, if we don't know ourselves to be better than someone's opinion about us, right, then we, we won't be able to do anything great in our life. If someone rejects you, it's because they don't line up with the greatness that God placed in your life. If they reject you, it's, it's because they don't believe what God has done in your life. That's why Joseph's brothers rejected him, because they didn't align, align with the greatness that God has planted in his life, has planted in his life. Amen? So let them reject you. But God has accepted you. Amen? So we have to speak the word of God over our situations, over our lives, over where God has us, where God planted us. Amen? Ephesians 5.26 talks about washing of the water of the word. It says, so that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. Washing of the water with the word. To water our seed, we must speak and declare God's word over it. Speak and declare God's word over it. Stand at the gate and proclaim his words. So, the last thing I want to talk about is uh, another way to, for us to water our seed is through people. It's through serving. You remember the story of Elijah and Elisha, right? Elijah was the mentoring of Elisha. And one of the things that Elisha did was so, so powerful, he washed Elijah's so as he was washing, as he was serving Elijah, he had no idea that his service was watering the seeds that God has planted in his life. See, God had called Elisha to a, to a great destiny. He called, he called Elisha to something uh, of great. And then when Elijah was dying, he asked Elisha, hey, what, you know, what, what can I do for you? And he told him to give me a double portion of his food. That means that he wanted to do more miracles that Elijah did. And he did that. He did that. He did that by serving. Never discount what you do, how you do, how you serve the Lord. Never discount the little little things that you do, right? In the spirit of, of, of God. Because that's how we water the, the seeds. Amen. A lot of times we do things behind the scenes, but then God get ready, gets ready to bring us out to the public. Amen. So never, so the little things that you do matter. It's watering the seeds that God has planted in your life. I'm amazed when I come here on Sundays and see people serving, setting up, right? Just with the joy in their, in their heart. Amen. So that way other people don't have to worry about it. They get to 
sit here and enjoy the service, especially for folks that are hurting. They can just come here and and just worship God, right, and receive from him. Do you know those who serve every week here, those who are committed to serving, everyone that gets healed and touched and experienced breakthrough is your, your seed that you are. amazing that's amazing amen so we water seeds by serving I remember in, in Connecticut serving as just a, uh, a I was a ministry leader but I would had a full-time job and um, they used to call like an elders elders pastors meeting and all that I used to leave my job to go to serve with I had no, like, I didn't know what was going to happen in the future, but something in me told me to do that. I was so excited to go and serve the elders and the pastors. I did it monthly. Sometimes they, they have a lot of meetings. Sometimes it's like weekly. I'm like, good Lord. <laughs> Running out of time at work, right? So I used to go and I used to just serve. I used to just serve and serve and serve. I just love to serve, and I still have the same spirit. I just love to serve, amen? And then one day, one day, I got called into the ministry. And, said, and they broke down things that I've done in the past and said, we want you to be a part of our eldership team. So all along, as I'm serving the elders and the pastors, I was just watering the seeds that God has planted in me. I had no idea. I was just passionate about serving. Amen? That was Elisha. He was so passionate about serving Elijah. He didn't know it was just watering the seeds to his destiny. Amen? That's exciting. And we know the story of the woman of the well, and I'm going to close with this. What a powerful exchange Jesus and the Samaritan woman had. She had no idea that her life would change on this day. She had this encounter with this man she wasn't supposed to, but he decided to have this conversation with her, and he said four life-changing words, four life-changing words. He says to her, give me a drink. Give me a drink. I mean... She was confused, right? We don't really know all that she said. You know, some of it is written. I mean, we don't know if she, like, she had an attitude or something. She's like, your legs ain't broke. Your hands ain't broke. <laughs> I mean, she could have had that type of attitude. Like, what's wrong with you? You know you're not supposed to be talking to me. I mean, apparently she was used to the guys talking to her, right? I'm just, just saying. She was just, so the, his four 
powerful words change her life. Jesus is like, give me a drink. Give me a drink. So what I love about this story, you know, as preachers, we can preach about this thing all day long. It's different, you know, ways that we can we can preach this. But what I noticed here related to this message is that the first thing Jesus did, he rerouted her wounds. Because she had some un- she had some uh, um, she had some entanglements, right? With her family, her family beliefs, relationships that she had. So Jesus rerouted her wounds, so that way she can be connected to Him. That's the thing about Jesus: if you give him your whole lifestyle, your whole way of thinking. If you want better. We'll always give you something better in return. But these four powerful words really change her life. And it was about serving. He said, give, give, give me a cup. So what what does serving have to do with this text? Well, in John 4, Jesus replied, if you knew who it, who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked, and he would have given you living water. See, you can't give Jesus a cup of water until he saturates you with living water. That means God doesn't want us to serve him out of our flesh. Never stop being filled by God. We have no water to give to Jesus in Jesus' name until we drink from him first. Amen? So, she was empty. She had no way to water the seeds that God has planted, had planted in her. Jesus gave her water to plant the the seeds of greatness that was inside of her. But I believe that Jesus is asking us, God is asking us all the time, me a drink because the Lord wants us to continue to come to him and to be filled to be saturated with living water sometimes we don't understand what we go through sometimes we don't see the seed that has been planted Sometimes we don't know what's going on in our lives. God's saying that is not over. You're just going deeper. And sometimes we need to go to God and ask for that living water 
saturate me with that living water. It's an exchange for our worry, for hope, our chaos, for peace, our pain, for healing. See, God wants us to have about the woman at the well is that the water that she received changed the whole city. She went back. She told everybody who she met. She started watering the seed that was planted in her. She started watering. She started telling everybody who Jesus was. And the Bible says that the whole city came to Jesus. The whole city came to Jesus because of one woman and a seed that, that Jesus planted in her. Never stop watering the seeds that God has planted in you. You don't know what it would do for others. It may not make sense. You may you can't see it at times. But you just keep watering. You keep watering. What good is a seed if it's not water? It can't grow. It would just stay in the ground. Just like our goals that we make at the beginning of the year. I'm about to do this. I'm about to do, do that. What good is a, a weight loss plan if you don't lose weight? It's just a weight loss plan. You got a good plan, but you don't activate it. You actually have to go to the gym. You have to follow the plan. good is a seed if it just stays in the ground and doesn't come up, if it's not cultivated, if it's not weeded, if it's not watered. It's just a seed. I see greatness out there. I am here to tell you water the seeds that God planted in your life. Planted in your life. go down, you're already down, it's okay. You're going to come up better. 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 It's going to be better. It's going to be better. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be better. You're in a rough season right now. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Put a little water on it. Put a 
little water on it. Have your way in this place, God. Bless you. pray for you. I'll close out the service. My prayer is that you water the seeds that God has planted in your life. Don't stop watering. Don't stop watering. Even if you do it with tears. Have that spirit of fortitude, courage, and pain. Like, I'm going to keep moving. I'm going to keep serving God. I'm going to keep believing him. Amen? open up the altars if, as, as I close in prayer if you want to stay behind and you want someone to speak over your destiny speak over your seed you want them to start watering the seed that God's planted in you I just want you to come, come, come to the altar you can pray with me if I could just have the altar team just come forward now and get ready for the people to come and pray for them I'm excited for you I'm excited for you. Are you excited? Yes. Father, thank you, Lord, for the, the, the seeds that you've, you've planted in us, Lord God. When you speak to us, you speak to us in seed form. That means whatever you have spoken will grow, it will prosper. Now it's up to us, Lord God, to reproduce, to procreate. Thank you, God. You know those dreams that you've given us. I believe you're recalling those things. Right now, you're recalling those things, reminding us of those things right now, the words that you spoke over us. recalling those things, Lord, and we're now going to water those seeds. Thank you, God, that you're such a wonderful, magnificent father, that you're the best farmer there is. We thank you, God. I speak over every person here, every household over here, Lord God, speak a breath of of air into their fresh wind into their homes, into their lives. Breathe on them, God. Recall those dreams, those promises. Protect them, heal them, restore them. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Yes. Yeah, come on, give them a shout of joy. Man, so the altars are open. If you have to leave, you can. Just I'll just ask you to do it quietly. Just give some folks a few minutes to receive some prayer that they need. Thank you for tuning in to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. If what you heard today impacted you, be sure to tell us about it. You can rate and subscribe to this podcast or contact us on social media. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram or our website, calvarylifedfw.com. Thank you so much and have a great week.